This podcast was made possible by our generous patrons. In particular, we want to thank Matt Patain, Amy Austin, Joseph Stowell, Kat Mosseri, Joshua K. Ward, Mix and Match, Arno Teva, Gander, and Osarion. Some of these are nicknames, obviously, and I'm sorry if I butchered your name. As a patron, you can get early access to our episodes, longer versions of the podcast, ebooks, extended versions of our audiobooks and audio dramas, and other rewards. If you're interested in supporting us, visit patreon.com slash audioepics, one word. You can support us and get rewards from as little as $1 a month. Hello, and welcome to the Audio Epics podcast. And uh, as usual, we've got me, Domin, and we've got... Eileen. Yeah. But we have another special guest. Exactly. Mm. Hello there. <laughs> it's Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> no, our guest today is Peter van Riet. So, so tell us more about him. So uh, obviously, uh, you can guess uh, what the topic of this podcast is. We're going to talk about... The war in Afghanistan. I know it's... We're going to talk about music and storytelling. And um, music plays an important part in storytelling. Uh, take the Lord of the Rings or Avatar, for example, or any good movie and take away the score. And then you'll realize the tremendous impact of music on a story when it's a movie, uh, an audiobook or an audio drama. And there's even a lot of people who spontaneously put on music while reading a book to, uh, to invoke extra atmosphere. So um, you all, we've talked about Peter before. Mm -hmm. um, Peter has been creating music for Witch Hunter, The Beasts of the Western Wilds, The Will of the Woods, and now The Treasure of Boneyard Bay, and uh, numerous other audio dramas like A Journey of Strange Bedfellows, Lock and Key, and The Dark Tome. So um, yeah, maybe... Peter, you want to tell something about yourself? I'm Peter. <laughs> I'm a musician. I'm a, actually a, a classical pianist, a trained classical pianist. And my main job is actually uh, as a piano teacher in the music uh, school in Antwerp. We've prepared about uh, seven questions for you. Right. Um, they're rather serious questions. Oof. and uh, especially Heavy questions. Yeah, okay. heavy, heavy. So you're probably going to get out with a headache but we've mm -hmm. got we've got a number of um, drugs to, to offer this. you <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, we're gonna ask you some questions and afterwards uh, for our uh, patrons exclusively we're gonna ask you some more questions but silly ones <laughs> yeah the best ones first question first question question one yeah. i'll put a clock here Okay. And get 60 seconds to the answer. Clock. <laughs> no. uh, Insert <laughs> sound effects. <laughs> so, uh, when did you know you wanted to become a composer? And uh, when did you decide to start to compose for, you know, audio stories? Um, I think it began with the first project of uh, Audio Epics, uh, while it still uh, uh, was named Dreamgate Productions, I think. Right, yeah. Right. It was... Um, I was uh, still studying. I was uh, like, think, I think, uh, 22, 23 or something. I don't know. Uh, it was... Uh, Must have been in the year 2006 or 2007 that we were making that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah probably so. more 2000. Yeah, yeah, 2000. Yeah. Um, 
And Olivier Fuchs asked me, uh, I don't know, we had some common friends or something. Um, mm. He asked me if I wanted to compose the music for a Dutch uh, audio drama project. And I actually, before that, I never really was really interested in, in, in composing for music or um, com composing music for films or anything or, or, or audio drama or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I always uh, was a big fan of uh, soundtrack music. So uh, I accepted the challenge. So that was actually the first. Uh, oh, wow. So you never had a plan to start composing music for. No, uh, no, actually, no, no, no. Oh, okay. no. Well, I, I, I fiddled a bit around uh, with some on my own, but, but nothing ser serious. Uh, hmm. But there, there probably was a time when you were a child when you, uh, when you were interested in music somehow or wanted to. Uh, well, learn, I was a learn pianist. Well, I, I, I. When did you know um, you wanted to play the piano? Uh, when I was uh, six years old, I think. I hmm. was inspired by uh, my music teacher in the first grade. Oh. Wow. He had a synthesizer, and he made his own songs. He made musicals uh, for the school also. So that inspired. Actually, I wanted to play the synthesizer first, but then you couldn't. I couldn't uh, learn the synthesizer. So I had to study piano first, yeah. classical piano first. But then my uh, interest shifted towards more classical piano. Um, and why exactly did you prefer the piano over the synthesizer in the end? Um, it's, it's it's an entirely other instrument. Mm. It serves an entire other purpose, a synthesizer or a piano. It's 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 as its own uh, qualities. It's uh, how you play it, its own technique, how you play it, uh, its own sound quality. Um, it's just just a synthesizer. Also has keys, but that's mm. that's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's yeah. Keyboard looks vaguely the same. <laughs> yeah, it, it has key. It's black and white keys, yeah, but it serves another <laughs> purpose. It's like. Yeah, uh, and accordion has also keys, but it's also entirely mm. an instrument, of course. Um, yeah. And uh, what do you like about composing music for storytelling? So for stories in particular? Uh, it inspires me. Mm -hmm. It inspires me. Um, and I just like working together with another uh, medium. I've always liked that. Like By the way, that sound <laughs> you're hearing is our dishwasher. <laughs> Beautiful sounds. Are, yeah. are, you, are you satisfied with your uh, dishwasher? It's not my stomach or anything. Yeah. We thought it added to the professionalism of this yeah, podcast. It's very professional. I feel, I feel really... It's, yeah, it's the level of uh, professionalism has just entered a new, uh, new world. <laughs> The dishwasher the dish, world. The dishwasher world. <laughs> the world In a world. Right. So what are some of the challenges um, you face when you try to, you know, compose music for audio drama? Yeah. Um, what a difficult question. Um, you have to get on the same level as uh, creatively as the the person you're making who you're creating the music for mm -hmm. that's very important mm. um it's not always uh evident is it the, the right word <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. yeah um it's, it's yeah it's b b between us it's it's well, if, if we work together it's it's we we have uh, we're on the same page. Yeah, we're on the same page. Yeah. So, yeah. so, uh, yeah, I, we, think so. We, I think we both have a kind of um, um, a sort of 
we like to look at things from the viewpoint of what's the sort, sort of the mood and the atmosphere mm. that this evokes. Yeah, uh, but also you, you can't get uh, the music. It's it's, uh, it's it's possible for the music to get in the way of the story. Mm. So when I began, I, I wanted to. You want to fight for 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 other uh, fight, not necessarily, but but you have to like stand up for yourself and and yeah, you have to urge to 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 want to compose as much music as possible, but that's mm -hmm. not always needed. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's it's. It's more like you gotta support the atmosphere in the yeah. In the but, but the, story. the music, the moments with the music can be much more powerful if it's not used from beginning to wall to wall, from the beginning to the end. Mm, right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's not like uh, music all the time. Yeah. I've, that can be really tiresome mm. because it's an extra element, but it's, it depends on which which kind of music too. Mm. Which can be atmospherical, light or moody, or like actually like more in in the last. Um, uh, Beast of the Western Wilds. Uh, you made some music too. Some, some. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It was atmos no, no. You, I, yeah. There are some atmospherical tracks or my more synthesizer. Yeah, it, it's sound. more like abstract sound effects. No, but than it's, music. It, I, I liked it. I think. Yeah, yeah but it, it was nice to hear. I have to. It, it, it worked. Okay. And I liked it. Thanks. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> he, he looks at it more like an extended two, sound effect. Yeah. When two composers collide. <laughs> yeah. Where the boundaries between sound effects and music are kind of... <laughs> Merge. Or, or, so, yeah. yeah um, during uh, Beast of the Western Wilds, you also... Uh, you weren't the only composer there. There was also Dane. Yes. Dane Leonardson. Yeah. Um, so what was that like... Uh, well, no. we didn't really work together, as in he he he, he composed his. Uh, so it wasn't really. He a composed his part, and you yeah, composed your part. Yeah, I composed my part, so we yeah. didn't really talk. Yeah. Of, of Still, I, I thought it worked uh, perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it complemented each other yes, quite well. Yes, I really liked it, what when, he composed. When you listen to the the soundtrack that Absolutely. came out recently, uh, it feels like it's a, a whole. Yeah, like it's complete. Yeah, um, and he has an other style of composing, and I think it. I think it's really cool what he did. To hear yeah. something else uh, than my typical style and themes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, his own technique and sound, and he has a really cool sound. That's a nice segue into our next question, actually. Um, question four. Yeah. Uh, what is your general approach when you compose for existing uh, stories or stories in the making? Wait, my so your, your general approach, uh, how do you start a project like that? Um, do you start it, by it's, yeah, it's, looking it's, for... It's always different, actually. It's, it's uh, the latest. Well, that's actually uh, Boneyard Bay. Um, I, uh, I compose like a theme mm. in a general... Right. Yeah, at the time of this recording, um, we've got the main theme. Um, yeah, and you know and that, that's, kind of, that's all. That, that's all. So I kind yeah. of uh, wrote a sort of suite. Uh, yeah. Um, from like uh, two minutes, three minutes, I think. Uh, but it's it's it, yeah, it's different every time actually. It already incorporates multiple themes. Uh, this this sort yeah, of yeah. It's all, of course it's it's easy because there are. Uh, uh, older teams which yeah. I then try to or not try to incorporate in a way in a more subtle way or, or in the background or I also 
try to incorporate some techniques I used in the first uh, story, uh, but in another way. So I don't know. I, I think it's it's nice to variate on or, or revisit older uh, things and then make uh, make it in something new. Uh, yeah, uh, that's that's kind of the fun part for us too. When when you know, uh, when, uh, when it all comes together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of a a mutual effort now because we mm, uh, mm, we put yeah. your track on repeat and it okay. yeah. it does magic for we, the writing. We're doing the writing. Not tired. Yeah. Uh, we're in the writing process no. now. And no, we don't get okay. tired. We made we made a playlist. So it, it starts with the Boneyard Bay theme, and okay. then there's music from Pirates of the Caribbean okay. and Atlantis. James oh, Newton yeah. Howard. I listen to Atlantis too. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I watched the film actually, but. Oh, okay. So a bunch of yeah. other, you know, adventure music yeah. like that. So yeah. a bit of Indiana Jones. Yeah. And at the end of the playlist is is like your variant, uh, second version of the Boneyard Bay theme because you made two versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so it, it's... Prob uh, yeah, there are probably more to follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the past, we, when we've worked together, there have been like... Um, yeah. The the Redla theme mm, uh, from The Will like, of the Woods. Like uh, 20 different versions <laughs> yeah. of it. Every time I send it was, this is really, it's almost finished, <laughs> almost finished, really almost finished. I, I remember receiving a track called Redla Final B1. <laughs> <laughs> never finished and we're we still, yeah. still working on it <laughs> and we always thought it was it was awesome we were like yeah it's finished it's awesome but then you were like yeah no i want to do another version because yeah. uh, this can be a little bit better yeah. and i got this new sound here a new instrument uh, and, yeah. no I, I don't really do that anymore like <laughs> I, I try to finish it and then carry on with mm. another piece because you can tweak endlessly on yeah. the tracks i really want yeah and I get tired of it myself, <laughs> like uh, hearing that theme for the like 20s, mm. 30s, 40s uh, times. All right, we get it. <laughs> Move along. I kind of get the feeling that you've become more confident uh, as a composer as you've gained more experience over the years. Um, I mean, what you did with Will of the Woods. Well, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I was just <laughs> like played and oh, that sounds all right. And I was yeah, well, just, it's... It's still one of my favorite things to listen to. Of course, I'm biased. Well, we but... still don't know what we're doing after all these years. So. <laughs> yeah, that's but, true. But maybe that's uh, because I didn't really know what I was doing. You get some interesting results. It's not yeah. the most efficient way but of uh, approaching it, but it's it's intuitive. It's a way and it's yeah. intuitive. Mm -hmm. And uh, if, yeah. I'm, 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 if I compose now, it's, it's, in, it's in a completely different way. Hmm. Uh, then, uh, yeah, for Will of the Woods, I was just uh, finding it out on the, on the way. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, and uh, with Will of the Woods, there was also another composer involved, uh, uh, right? Uh, yeah. Vincent, who did a, a number of uh, well, tracks. Well, team was uh, actually him. right. Originally, he he made that um, yeah. that theme, but it, it had a very different sound when he did it. Uh, uh, yeah, it made it also with with other sounds, so it's it's. Yeah, but it had a different sort of emotional um, style. It was more like free floating, easygoing, and you turned it into more like an Powerful exciting ride. Uh, yeah. Um, he did Voltum's theme as well, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Vincent did the theme yeah, for Voltum. I like that very much. Yeah, yeah he, he was his style was more of uh, like the sort of music you expect in in uh, in a, like a fantasy video game, okay. like yeah. um, 
more like you know something like uh, Warcraft, uh, the strategy game, you know, back in the day. Yeah. More like that was the sort of music he did. And whereas you um, went for something a bit more, you know, poetic, a bit more. Um, I think a bit more dramatic. No, I don't know. Um, I think I was a bit inspired by uh, the music of the third Harry Potter film. Oh yeah, oh, right. Bug yeah. Beaks, right? Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's I can't completely imagine not that. on that level. <laughs> Absolutely not. But it's. No, it but was, that's uh, that's sort of what entirely, it evokes. It, it was entirely different than that track, but, but uh, I've got a playlist on Spotify uh, called "Flight" or something. Okay, flight. And I put all the tracks of all movies in okay. there that can that concern uh, flying, like like e. the track "Flying" from ET. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so and that's actually pretty cool to. Uh, right, yeah, I like that. To play. I have to release uh, especially when you're driving on, it's on, very uh, efficient Spotify so you can add a track to, <laughs> to a playlist <laughs> yeah there's a lot of uh, film music with great flying tracks uh, Superman Superman yeah, that's, How that's to Train Your too. Dragon oh, has yeah. great flying yeah. music I love that it's in there <laughs> I, I love that music yeah. Yeah. yeah so and if you if you listen to that when you're driving it's very efficient to, uh, <laughs> yeah get, that, get, uh, dangerous? get to your destination <laughs> like, on time yeah. you get yeah, there okay. quicker <laughs> It does help. <laughs> so, uh, what actually is your take on the the role of music in storytelling? Um, my take. So, um, do you think it's uh, you can have a story uh, like a movie without or with little music? Sure. Or you think the the music kind of carries the story? Um, what, what do you think is the importance of music in like a movie or um, an audio drama project? Um, it doesn't necessarily have to carry the story. It really is. It's, it's, um, it depends. It really mm -hmm. depends. There is. I don't think there is one clear cut answer to that. And do you really think there's uh, perhaps a difference between when you have a narrator that kind of invokes? The atmosphere you need less music than if you don't have a narrator that the music kind of takes over there has to be a balance yeah uh, between the elements if you have a narrator if you add an element you have i think you have just so much you have a limited uh, space where you work in uh when you have effects and a, st a storyteller and music there, each each element has its place in in, in that space i think Hmm. In storytelling, you mean storytelling in audio drama or also storytelling with film? With, with film, it's both. It's, yeah, mm. film. It's it's a bit different because it's it's actually with audio drama. It's it's some harder, I think, than yeah. with with uh, film because you have the image and you can have moments where you have just uh, a lot of moments where you have just the visuals mm -hmm. and there can be uh, there can be music but no dialogue or anything, and right. you don't have that. In audio drama, drama. But I guess with with uh, you've done some some film work too, right? Uh, yeah, some short films. The last one was a long time ago, several years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, wasn't it a, a horror piece? Yeah, I seem in, to remember. Yeah, uh, Injurious Nightmare. It right. was really cool to do. Like it was hmm. uh, very inspiring thing. Uh, I think we're ready for the worst question of all time. Okay. Um, the question that um, everybody hates. <laughs> who Ooh. every creator hates where do you get your inspiration from what, <laughs> <laughs> what 
I don't know. <laughs> My inspiration. I just uh, I listen. I I watch a lot of movies. I well, I listen to a lot of music. Um, also, just I pick it up uh, in everything I, I watch and I listen uh, on purpose or not on purpose or things in the background. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's you you get inspired all the time. Actually, there is not you get always. I I can I can sort of. Um... I can sort of actually say something about it myself because we we communicate, of course, while you are doing the the music. We do, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> with with, with uh, gifts or <laughs> <laughs> sometimes memes. through gifts and memes <laughs> and memes from from the pre-calls. Best, but uh, <laughs> best memes. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, a lot of the time I hear you saying things like uh, you know I want to put some Hans Zimmer style strings in here or. Oh, I wanna, I wanna do a, a horn, a la John Williams. Oh, yeah, there was more uh, James Horner. No, yeah. uh, there was, there was, a, there is a definite James Horner vibe, I think, in um, in the track Boneyard in for Boneyard Bay. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But I, I guess I more hear. like an homage, like a, a, a technique that he uses. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> no, that's not in there. That, that. That's that's the main team actually. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's ruined. I have to find something else. <laughs> da -da -da -da. It's entirely different. Or da -da -da -da. Da -da -da -da. Yeah, uh, that that exists too. I oh, okay. <laughs> and I has yeah some bagpipes and uh, <laughs> kind of part from Superman. That was my second, but okay. Can't do that either. Or? No, but what I mean is, um, a lot of the time you, um, you know, I, I, the way we communicate about the music is a lot of the time with, you know, sort of stylistical elements from uh, composers that that you admire and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I really like as well. Uh, well, so you can't really get around Hans Zimmer as an inspiration, oh, yeah, as an inspiration. Mm. You, you can get around it but he's so 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 extremely influential mm. like if you want to write something piratey it's, mm. it's yeah it's, it's hard it's to ignore it's almost him. impossible <laughs> yeah to to not have an opinion if someone listens to that that it's oh, it's it reminds me a bit of pirates of the Caribbean. actually it, it can be uh it can be meant as a compliment but you if you really don't want us, again, really. <laughs> Actually, uh, one of our patrons uh, listened to the um, to the theme for the treasure of Boneyard Bay, yeah, sure, and he sure. said, um, "For a split second, I thought this sounds like parts of the Caribbean, but then it suddenly <laughs> yeah. really became its own thing." And uh, well, it begins with some notes that are a bit. Yeah. But it's actually uh, it, it's, just... It's, it's the actually, Witch Hunter theme. It's, so. it's a Witch Hunter theme. So. In Pirates of the Caribbean style. I love exactly. that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. A, no, no, Pirates style. Not Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean. Pirates style. So, sorry. <laughs> no, no, just strings. You know, there, yeah. are a, pirate <laughs> there are other pirates. There are other pirates. It's just strings uh, in a certain rhythm, in a certain key, and then it's... Oh, it's mm. Pirates. No, it's not Pirates. It's just, yeah.
But yeah, I mean, there are other, uh, of course, scores, uh, famous movie scores with uh, piratey themes uh, like um, Hook, John Williams. Yes. Yes. Um, um, the Treasure Planet by James Newton Howard. Yeah, that's, yeah. But there are hmm. not a lot of pirate films. It's true. There's, there aren't many. Um, there is... Uh, oh, I forgot the name. John Debney made the music, I think, for Cutthroat Island. Cutthroat Island, yeah, it's right. really that's that, that was for a long time before yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, known as one of the coolest, uh, more known uh, pirate scores. Is uh, uh, is Hans Zimmer your favorite composer, or would mm, you say uh, you got another favorite, or you don't have a favorite really, composer? It's almost impossible to say. It was very influential. Uh, in my teenage years and that's like those yeah. years are, are are when you grow up i think those years are the are, are uh, the ones that you're the most open for yeah. influences those True. those films i think you watch then or the music you what uh, you listen to or or so back then that must have been like McKee. gladiator and uh, yeah yeah because uh, gladiator was 15 i think uh, when gladiator came right. out and it was it was I think I knew Hans Zimmer's music before that, but it was yeah. really from. I think I still think it's one of his best scores mm. he made. Yeah. Um, but of course, yeah, uh, I listened also to uh, James Horner, uh, Alan, Silvestri, Alan Silvestri. All the uh, all the big ones. John Williams, of course. Of course. Of course, you. It's like yeah, John Williams. Uh, <laughs> And your Morricone was some later, right? Yeah, yeah. He's kind of, he's kind of unique. He's got a very different feel to him. It's not American. It's it's, it's kind of a, not a Hollywood sound. But he, he even doesn't speak English. He just yeah. only speaks Italian. Uh, if he gave concerts too, if he gave concerts, uh, there, there also had to be a translator. I think when he uh, right, yeah. conducted the orchestra. That was not Italian, and there were a bit. <laughs> there, there are lots orchestras, I think, <laughs> that are not Italian. Italian. There are other orchestras, <laughs> I think. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. He gets away with it. If he got away with it, yeah. Yeah. He was my first composer, I think. Mm. Ennio Morricone. Okay. I had, uh, I had some CDs from my dad, mm -hmm. and um, Vangelis as well. So th those were the first uh, can, in, in can the I take 80s. A chocolate? Yeah, of course you can. <laughs> I, I've been holding one for a while now, but I <laughs> didn't dare to open it. Okay. So you know, I'll just so I'll just make the sound here. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't that sound scrumptious? You cannot have a podcast in to, Belgium and not eat chocolate. Are we going to review uh, the chocolates? Uh, yeah, awesome. You can review it. Mm. I like it. It's Cote d'Or, seventy percent. Seventy. It's black. Yeah. Yeah. 70 percent. Black. We like dark. Black. Dark. Dark. And we're having tea. Best tea is a uh, roses tea mm. by Cote. Also very fancy. You're looking for sponsors or no. if you think <laughs> your tea is fancier, we might. I'm not peeing. I'm pouring tea. <laughs> We can. You always use some sponsors. So. Uh, uh, you said the number six was the worst question. I can top that with okay. number seven. Ooh. This is the the very. What a wonderful the, interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you having fun? I'm happy. Uh, yeah. mm. 
No, first we make you suffer and then you mm. get the fun questions. Okay. Okay. If you were interviewing yourself mm. and had to ask yourself a question, what would what? it be? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> would you know? <laughs> okay, what would you ask Hans Zimmer if you were interviewing him? I don't know. What is your favorite uh, tea? <laughs> Something totally not music related. Maybe what? What is? Uh, what's I, your inspiration? What is, what is your inspiration? What would you ask yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I said that I would. And it's yeah. Mr. Hans Zimmer. Do I still have to answer the question? <laughs> what a horrible, horrible question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah, we're so ashamed. How are you? I'm I don't sorry. Know. Uh, no, we're not ashamed. We're not. Are you ashamed? <laughs> For shame! For shame! <laughs> <laughs> it's an opera. No, really. You can, <laughs> if you interview Hans Zimmer, you can actually ask him what's your source of inspiration because you're the inspiration for so many composers. But uh, actually, um, and then he says, "I inspire myself." Is, is, isn't isn't Ennio Morricone one of his inspirations? I think he once said. I don't know. But Maybe I, Kraftwerk, he has, uh, is it, he, uh, he often wears like those ridiculous t-shirts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. yeah. And one of them well, is... I, I don't think I know what many composers look like. I, oh, okay. I really don't. I just listen How to their music. Hans but... looks like a very normal guy. Yeah. I, I just, we got uh, it's just, it's, yeah, the CD. This, guy. We recently got the CD for uh, Interstellar. Um, we still we still buy CDs. Yeah, okay. we're not um, embarrassed. No, not at all. How dare you? <laughs> we're proud of it. But there were uh, there were notes in the in the booklet, yeah. and uh, in it Hans Zimmer was talking about how he grew up in a small town, okay. in Germany, and there was a an organ in the local church, mm. and um, he knew the organ player, and he taught him the ropes and. He 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 said how he remembered that you know as a, as a as a boy he f got to play on that massive instrument for the first time and you know how that was one of his you know big experiences that sort of really got him into. Uh, I also played the organ. Yeah, uh, you played the organ um, in which no that no that was a no I actually it wasn't a uh, real organ right no that was not a real. organ. But I have. But we wanted to. Do, I remember that yeah, we wanted to do that. True, and we wanted yeah. to record in in the church in my hometown. But these days, uh, but we, yeah. with digital, it was possible. You can, if we wanted to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can do. Yeah, or good. you have to have really, really, really good microphones and yeah. do it really good. But the chances you're able to do that, or to do it to, to get a better better result. Hmm. Uh, then, but you can do it, of course. It's it's mm. it gives uh, a unique unique sound uh, and, and other sound that uh, other people are using. So. I, I have a question for you, uh, a question um, of my own. Okay. Um, yeah, we're going. Was off it in script? script? No, no, it's not. It's oh. not in the script. You're going uh, off script. Yeah. Pum, pum, <laughs> we tend to do that. It's, it's rogue, isn't it? Yeah, we're going rogue. Okay. <laughs> You're going rogue. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting music in the background. Da, 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 da. Compose it. Yeah. <laughs> what? Why don't you compose it right now? <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> no. So um, my question is, I, I was thinking recently. <laughs> I was thinking recently, you know, how with uh, with a computer 
music, how much you can do these days, how much the music you're making sounds orchestral, oh. even though you do it in a computer. Yes. We obviously don't have the budget to do it with a real orchestra. No. I was thinking, how, how do you see that evolving in the future? Do you think like orchestras are going to slowly disappear and everything's oh, no. going to get computerized? Because that would be sad. No, I don't think that will happen. Okay. No, and I hope that won't happen. No, 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 no because no. But, you know, with, with, could, com with a computer, you can make it sound so lifelike uh, these days. Yeah, but you don't know. Yeah, it's, it seems lifelike, but it's, it's, it is a difference. It's, it's a big difference. It's, um, yeah, I cannot explain it, but there's kind of a vibe sure. to something Yeah, because all the notes, yeah. all, uh, you, you, uh, if you play it like two times or you're playing um, samples, if you're playing... Uh, like a string sound sample two notes uh yeah. like two times uh it it sounds the same that's true and yeah with an orchestra you're playing with you have you have people playing and it's always different it's n never exactly the same and it's mm. also never exactly together that's right yeah it, it's it's it has a very that's organic true. feel and and uh there are techniques to do that samples like or, or getting around that and like not that, that it's not exactly yeah. the same and mm. it's of course it sounds much much better than like 20 or 30 years ago that was just a really really not realistic sounding mm. uh like the, the string midi, sounds. sort of midi sound yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like yeah just um it depends on on your hearing as well, I think, and and, and if you're how much you're involved too, but, in but music. Yeah. Also, if if you don't listen to music, you still uh, know the difference. You're just not aware of it, why yeah. or right. how, but yeah. you notice it. It's like we've got all of these. You're sensitive to. Yeah. Those we, we've got all of these um, CDs that sort of are collections of famous film music, mm. you know, famous movie themes by this orchestra or by that orchestra mm. so you hear different mm. versions of, of famous music and it sounds different every time it's interesting to hear different yeah, yeah that's true sometimes i like now. it more than the original sometimes mm. yeah um but like, you will always yeah it would always be it will always be different because there are limits to what technology can do i think it's like the, the that new software they're uh, promoting on social media to have to have a natural sounding voiceover yeah, that's no, actually a computer, it's, but no, there's it, actually nothing. I think it's a bit offensive, it. actually. It yeah, is. it is. It is. It is offensive For, uh, too. I thought, of, ooh, no, starving what? people who who live uh, from yeah. the voiceover like what? us, <laughs> or just actors also because yeah. uh, actors also mm. don't have to be to be a, vo uh, there are a lot of actors. Yeah, but then you hear it in the reactions there are actually people uh, who say. I couldn't distinguish from a real oh, voice. What? Oh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, or you're deaf, or you're like, <laughs> they're probably hired by that company to write such comments or something. No, but I think but, I, the digital but tools is, are, are good tools. It was impressive. Yeah. I listened to it and it was impressive, but it's not a real thing. And I yeah, think you, you can exactly. get very, 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 very close, but not get. you can't get the same thing. It's impossible. It's not mm. just not the same. Yeah, like, uh, you know, Schindler's List, uh, for example, you know, um, who is Istak Perlman, uh, the violinist? Yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah, he's like world famous, right? Mm -hmm. 
you couldn't just uh, replace oh, that no, with a computer that, performance. Oh no, no, and and uh, <laughs> like strings, that's okay. But solo performers, it's mm. like no, you can't do that. It's it's. I don't I don't know if it will be possible ever. But mm. like with a violin, is such a, well some instruments, like a piano, you can sample, but still not the same. Even I, a piano, you could never sample. Still not you can sample it, but it's still not exactly the same. But it's 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 okay. You can you can you can have a believable uh, sample piano. It's mm. possible. Um, but it's almost you know. But, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but then if you have more uh, far more complex instrument like a violin, I, mm. I've never heard a believable sampled violin. That's mm. no. That's true. Um, computerized uh, strings still sound a bit computery. Yeah, still. To this day. And even even the best, I think, even the best strings strings library, the even then, it's it's it doesn't. It's just not the same. So you can have something that's or sounds like very Hollywoody, Holly Hollywoody, <laughs> Holly, Hollywoodian. I don't know, um, like a typical Hollywood sound or a typical Zimmer Hans Zimmer. Mm. sound but it's a very produced sound and it's or an overproduced sound it's just... <laughs> <laughs> i think to this day i, I yeah I, i'd still like to um hear a live performance of your music for uh for our audio dramas like orchestral yeah yeah that would um, be awesome yeah Witch Hunter in concert. Witch Hunter in concerts. <laughs> For the the Will of the Woods, the the uh, the end credits music, you did that on the piano. That oh, was yeah, acoustic. Sure. Yeah, this was. And like I I still it's I still think it's one of the the most beautiful. Yeah, tracks. Actually, I actually played that once in a, in a, in a concert. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wish I could have been. There. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's really cool to write it down. No, no, actually, I actually didn't write it down. I, I like I made a, I made under arrangements. Mm-hmm. And I played it by heart, but I uh, never wrote it down. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's right in your fingers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, it might not be exactly the same anymore as I did play it. Uh, well, that's the charm, ago, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. And Have also, you ever I seen the movie The, lazy the Legend of 1900? Yes. Yes, yeah. I, I. you recommended it to me. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what you just said reminded me a bit of, of that movie where he... Refused to record his music. Tim Tim Roth, Roth yeah. And music by Ennio. Yeah. Icon, I think. Yeah. Ennio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. He in the movie he's a pianist who refuses to you know write anything down or or record his music because he feels like music is always in the moment and you you okay. can't you cannot. Well, capture it or that's 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 not yeah. why i don't i'm just too lazy <laughs> <laughs> okay just, so there's no romantic no <laughs> oh, oh, i'm sorry yes it's exactly what you said uh, <laughs> that, that film uh, with him yeah, i was so inspired <laughs> that's it i'm never going to write anything down anymore yeah <laughs> <laughs> i threw away all my uh <laughs> all my sheet music <laughs> Since um, since we're freewheeling, I'm kind of curious. Um, maybe we can talk about our favorite moments, uh, music moments mm. in, in storytelling. Okay. I know who uh, our favorite uh, composer is. Well, not not really. Well, my favorite soundtrack is the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. But 
And my favorite composer is uh, James Horner. Ah, yeah, I have the exact same answer. So it's what different. If, what if what if James Horner had composed the music for Lord of the Rings? I Before think... the movie came out, yeah. I was sort of campaigning for you know James Horner had to do the music. Mm. Um, I, it could, it could have been but better. he didn't want to because he didn't want to you know spend so much time yeah. on a on a project. Um, and um, and when I when I read it was gonna be Howard Shore, I thought Howard Shore. He did like Seven and yeah, and Mrs. Doubtfire, and I was like, very. I, th- I, I, found, I found him uh, difficult to listen to actually. It's yeah, just, it fits the fits the movies Me always too. very well, but yeah, it's it's it's. I found it very difficult to listen to. It's yeah. not the most uh, accessible uh, music to listen that's to. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah, just and that sound, I guess, just. It's amazing and the thematic and yeah, it's, yeah. and then you hear, for example, his, uh, his also, soundtrack for it's Twilight. A, it's a very it was kind of forgettable. Twilight. Yeah, the, the third the one. Third yeah. one. How would Charlie to make the? Yeah, it was yeah. completely okay. forgettable. So that's that's one of those composers who I think uh, he excels when when he's inspired by the right project. Okay. But then yeah. put him on another project and he's like. I mean, lost, he did or? all of those cultural influences with the elves, with the Eastern influences for the elves, and and when, and you know the, the 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 male choir for the dwarves, and and the even Chinese instruments with it's, Smaug it's, the it's dragon. A very unique sound. It's awesome. Yeah. And it, it wouldn't be that unique if it were. Of, I don't know. It wouldn't be. Or maybe it would. I don't know. You don't know. Uh, but I think it wouldn't be that unique. Uh, if it was uh, composed by James Horner, it would be a James Horner sound. Yeah, yeah. he has his own unique sound. Yeah, exactly. And you, I don't if mind you... if he does the same things. It's kind of his his stamp yeah. of approval, his his, his signature, yeah. uh, really. Yeah. I'd always imagined um, the end credits. Or if it Danielle. But I, 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 I oh, used yeah. to <laughs> before the movies came out. <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm sorry, you wanted to say something. <laughs> Go. Uh, <laughs> So uh, Danny Elfman entered the room. <laughs> <laughs> the room. That was the best song yeah. of all time. Oh, no, I, 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 about I was saying I used to I used to listen to the uh, end credits music for Braveheart before the Lord of the Rings movies came out, and I always imagined the ending of the Lord of the Rings. You know, the Grey Havens and Sam going home to his family, and I always imagined. Um, that scene while I was listening to the end credits to Braveheart. But then it yeah. was better, even better. <laughs> I mean, they, they got an entire book on the, the soundtrack yeah. of the Lord of the Rings. It's amazing. And what I particularly loved in the, the Hobbit movies was that if you know the music so well, you actually get to know things in advance. Mm. For example, right, when yeah. um, the, the dwarves get shot at with, with, with mm. arrows, no, not the dwarves, the, the works get right. shot out with arrows so someone out there is helping them out uh, shooting those works and then um before you see that these are elven arrows you hear the music the elf rivendell theme, theme. yeah the yeah. rivendell theme Ooh. so you know oh it's the elves coming to their rescue yeah. before yeah. they actually reveal it to the audience so i thought that was uh, yeah just adds so much i love that thematic stuff and it's in it's of course in uh, in in star wars as well um john williams yeah it's very thematic as well. Yes, uh, it's, it's a space opera with yeah. fitting music. 
It's 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 uh, every character has its theme. It's like it's really written like an opera, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Every character has its theme. I love that when it's it's thematic. Or you have the force theme. You have yeah. like so many themes. It's just uh, yeah. It's, it's in a really classical, and I think I don't know if every film uses that technique. But every Star Wars film, or every, every no, almost every, no, a lot of soundtrack, a lot of okay. films. Not yeah. all of them. They not don't. They don't all have the their. Yeah, not 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 really the thematic yeah. approach. No, but lots of the more epic movies have yeah. that typical style. I think I, I don't think you you encounter it that much. Uh, not that often. That that you really have themes for different characters. Mm, yeah. Um, I, I'm or not Hamab- to my knowledge. Hamab- or themes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like the soundtrack for Avatar was really really cool, but mm. they didn't really have themes for the characters. Mm. And what I thought was really disappointing was when they uh, made the extended edition, and they actually uh, introduced the music for the war scene mm. beforehand because they had an extra part where they okay. didn't have music for. So yeah. they actually they had they needed extra music. Yeah, they they had needed extra music, yeah. but they didn't compose it, so they just yeah. reused. Uh, pieces H- Howard Shore actually spoiled, did yeah they kind of spoiled the the war music which is kind of yeah really yeah. the they used it too soon they used yeah. it too soon mm. it's like it felt kind of yeah like they they uh well I think George Lucas at New Year's did that Eve. too with, with with like a lot of scenes where he extended yeah, it, it, or reused, uh, it or reused it or yeah. I think in Attack of the Clones there's a lot yeah. of music that he and, and like that reused from or uh, cut off in scenes yeah. and then like really awkwardly put together <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes, yeah, we, uh, we reuse uh, some music too, and uh, that's we we do that we do that too. But I time. guess with the extended edition of Avatar, it was just more more troubling and more annoying for because some reason. Because you work towards mm, that yeah. battle in yeah. the in the storytelling, and that's where the connection yeah. between storytelling and music is kind of important. Because you work towards that moment, mm. and when you spoil kind of spoil the music for the war scene beforehand yeah. it kind of breaks the yeah the tension yeah that's and it because yeah, like for example in revenge of the sith when anakin at, at is darth vader and he attacks the jedi temple you hear like the music from the arena scene from episode two i think that's, uh, um, that didn't bother me because okay. it, it felt appropriate and, yeah but, but it wasn't like you already used the big major no, end music way before no, the, no, no. that scene That's... happens um yeah you create kind of expectations with the music yeah. that way like it kind yeah. of bothered me a bit in the hobbit that they used the 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 sauron you know the the ring rage theme for the that's yeah that scene with thorin in the first yeah. hobbit movie yeah i still wonder why why they did i mean it sounded very cool it was a completely new take on it the was, nazgul cool. theme but, yeah, was, why, but why why the nazgul Actually, theme i still then? haven't seen uh, the hobbit well, movies why, i still wonder why was it that theme you know what um the i wanted not to say another thing about uh, extended editions <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> worse than what they did in avatar was the extended version of the movie troy where um, there were some extra also themes with James Horner, I think. Yeah, and there were some extra themes, and suddenly it was music from Planet of the Apes. What? All <laughs> oh, right. They just used music from Planet of the Apes, like that's really weird. Yeah, like you Why? recognize it from a completely different movie. Oh, or, that's weird. And whose decision was that too? Was I who, think who, the director who, who I directed think? that? That Wolfgang Peterson, I think. Yeah. He will also work together. 
uh, with uh, James and James. Well, um, that's strange. Too. Perfect storm. Perfect storm. Yeah. They, so they worked also together. So I did. Why? Why? Yeah, that's that's just weird. They do that in trailers a lot. That's you, fine because you know with the two towers, they yeah. used the music from Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, that was that was cool. I thought that was cool, but you yeah, don't but, just put music from another the trailer movie. Or, yeah, that was yeah, just a trailer. trailer. That's something entirely that's, different. Yeah, that's, that's something just, different. But if you use music, if, actually yeah. insert music from another hmm. <laughs> movie. Yeah, that was really. I think that directors can be. But that's lazy. That course, is lazy. Of course, I don't know the story. I don't know if if, if uh, I do know that James Horner was forced to write the music for Troy in nine days. Oh, I think, I it's think incredible. that yes, because it was uh, originally it was Gabriel Yarrett or uh, yeah. how his name is uh, pronounced. I don't I'm know. Sure. I think yeah, it's Yarrett. Yarrett. Whatever. Gabriel. Yeah. I think it was also released. I think it's one of those rare uh, yeah. instances where the original score was released I, but i think i liked uh, james's score uh, i i thought it was like incredible it. what he did considering he had so little time uh, i mean like that that scene with the uh, achilles arriving on the beach with all the ships yeah. that whole battle scene is still one of my favorite battle tracks yeah. and and i mean yeah, how did he do that in such a short amount of time? It's incredible. It's a danger motif also. In yeah, it's it's in there a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you only just. It, it does a lot of. Wow. Yeah, of course. I mean, you can't blame him for you know, throwing all of his favorite things in there if you don't have a lot of time. And Seven days. Nine days. Nine days. Yeah. Nine days. Yeah. Wow. Never uh, two hour, two uh, two and a half hour movie. I think. Well, if you compose wow. uh, so much music, it's inevitable that you reuse all their motifs or whatever. Yeah, it's. People say that about James Horner that he repeats himself a lot. Yeah, and it's true. But it's it, there are but some it's, motifs. But it's good. I mean, what he does is good. So but, yeah, it, and, yeah, um, but it's not. It, he has written so much. Um, a while ago, I listened to the Page Master. Right. Yeah. Also, uh, like uh, when I uh, wanted some inspiration for Boneyard Bay. Mm-hmm. All right. There's a pirate moment yeah, in there. There's yeah. There's a pirate. Like I looked up pirate and oh, Page Master. Right? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And it's really cool. That's a really cool soundtrack, and it hasn't got those motifs he's always reusing. It's yes, mm. yes, composed so much music, and, and it's just the reusing is not in so much films as you think sometimes it's really subtle or it's just one tiny well, piece it's, that it's, we're like it's, oh, it's yeah. mostly yeah. i think in, in, in his later years too of mm. uh, like in from the years 2000 or from the end of 1990 end of 1990s and then yeah with titanic it's just a, a period titanic. of time mm. that he reused some elements again but it's just yeah. from some films and it's not Something that yeah. is typical for him, for his, yeah. for the whole of his career. Yeah, or, or like like the Wrath yeah. of Khan. It's oh it's, yeah, it's it very sounds different. so different from his more yeah. later. Uh, or or um, the name of the rose, which is yeah, completely a synthesizer. Okay, it's very different, and yeah. it's a medieval movie, but it it somehow it fits. It's very strange. Mm. Um, I only know the music. I ne- I've never watched the m- the movie because I read the book and okay. I was. Okay, it's the good book. 
Yeah, I really loved it, but I was. Is that a sort of? It's a really tough book. It's like a. It's a very tough book. Middle-aged detective yeah. novel. Yeah, Is and kind of. Yeah. It's a very it's, it's difficult. More book. complex okay. than that, but I really loved it, and I was I was afraid they were going to spoil it in a. Relatively short movie. So. The mo- the movie is, is is just focuses purely on on you know just the um, the detective story and leaves okay. out all of the the literary stuff. Yeah, I would imagine. I'm really curious about uh, Dune. It's also from a book. Yeah, and I'm I'm very Hans Zimmer is very yeah I'm curious about the sound. I, I I thought hmm Hans Zimmer for Dune that sounds like a perfect match to me. When I heard that it was going to be Hans Zimmer doing the score, I thought, wow, that's that's the right guy for this. The only other guy that I would have imagined for Dune would have, would have been Vangelis. Oh, yeah. But I don't yeah. know if he is still active. Is he still composing? I don't know. Yeah. Because yeah, Dune has got to be, got to have, it's this sort of vast sort of mm. reverberating synth sort of feel that sort of really well, that fit yeah. right, also the case with uh, Blade Runner right yeah it's a really cool score yeah I do have a do you mean the original or the the, 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 the yeah. uh, I mean the sequel from yeah. Denis Villeneuve I liked okay. it very much in the film but I found it very difficult to listen to separately um, because there's a lot of just noise in there just like <laughs> Like electronic have you, have noise. You, have you ever heard the, what, before Hans Zimmer? He worked together with uh, Johan Johansson. He made uh, the music for Ar- Arrival. Oh, I think okay. If you have ever heard that music, I've seen the film. Yeah. yeah. It's it's also not very approachable, but it works mm. really, really, really good because yeah, he made some far more unapproachable music. Johan Johansson, mm. um, the late Johan Johansson. Hmm. No, I, I, I don't know him, so I can't really... Uh, yeah, he's an Icelandic composer, but he... Hmm. I don't... He was... It was uh, I think he was only 40-something when he died. Oh, too bad. Like, originally he would have made the music for Blade Runner 2049. Hmm. Uh, but then Hans Zimmer was uh, put on the film... Hmm. Um, and then shortly afterwards, uh, Johan Johansson died. Oh, okay. I think it was from, it was not suicide, but it was a, a mixture of, 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 I don't know. They didn't approach a... and, and, and that's a really, yeah. Drugs. Yeah, drugs yeah. And, and, hmm. and, yeah. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah, it's a really sad way to go. Did you see the movie, um, Joker? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the 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 music there is quite interesting. That's yeah. that's also from no. It's it's uh the, the music was composed by Hildur. Yeah, I think. It, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a, actually, a Swedish it's woman. Um, Iceland or or Icelandic? I, I'm not sure. She but, just but she, plays, she 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 played a cello, uh, which yeah. on on uh, the projects of yeah. Johan Johansson. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I yeah, don't know. They work together, so they have they have actually a, a bit of a similar sound. The, yeah, so she she just kind of improvised on the cello yeah. and and created it's this very dark mm. uh, that makes sense tormented yeah unplanned chaos yeah like but yeah. still beautiful that's, I, yeah. I love cello i thought it was a very unique score um it's, it's it's not even really a score because it wasn't really planned out it was kind of improvised yeah yeah to uh, score it's just recorded and yeah 
That's a score. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there are some really original ones, like Interstellar was a very remarkable one. Oh, I love one. Interstellar. It's one of yeah. my favorites. Yes. And then... Science fiction uh, movies, and maybe... Yeah, like the, the fountain. Scores, it's so far, the it's fountain really, was a really cool. yeah, it was another remarkable. Yeah, it was a, a very unique sound. Um, I, like I've mentioned before, I really like the score to uh, Legend by Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think it's it's got a lot of very unique uh, sounds that really befit the sort of fairy tale world, but in a completely original way. Mm. Um, it's weird sounds that, that he puts in there. Yeah, it is, but it, it works in a weird way. Yeah, it, it's playful. It's 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 kind of uh, disturbing. It's also beautiful and lyrical at times. It's it, I think it's a great, really underrated. I, I, score. I remember like doing weird things for uh, uh, Will of the Woods. I think. Also yeah. recording like voices or, or I think I, yeah, there, there are that's some true. moments where, where there's some like whispering pluck, and whispering like a oh, pluck yeah. on the piano yeah. and this is really yeah. your experimental phase yeah yeah I didn't know what I was doing it so was it just, when when, the, works, when there were rumors about the wraith in the woods and yeah. people were telling stories about yeah. him yeah, yeah. that's a really, <laughs> really creepy that's sound really, really fun yeah, yeah. Fun we, can, to do. we can edit that in That was really yeah. fun. Uh, that was really fun. To, that was uh, a creepy sound, like the the. I have to do it again. Like uh, sometimes awesome. you, with with all those uh, possibilities you have on a computer, you sometimes forget yeah. you can also just record little things. But yeah. the story was small scale. I think it fitted yeah. the story to like doing some like only a piano only this mm. only this just some instruments and that was more difficult to do with witch hunter i think it just it, it, it demands a larger that, sound it had witch hunter had just the sound that i was was hoping for you know a big organ and a, lots yeah. of brass you know very very heavy, very, Just very whoa, uh, what's happening here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude. <I got> the- <laughs> Where's my car? Dude. Whoa. So, so Keanu, Keanu Reeves, Reeves uh, right? Keanu <laughs> Reeves as uh, Ludlow. Oh, he's just saying, whoa. <laughs> Maybe you can just like uh, uh, say a sentence from Witch Hunter, but in uh, Keanu Reeves style. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, no, I'm not. I, I'm, You're I'm not, not prepared a, for this. Uh, I'm not a, I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> He's not hard. I'm not an impersonator guy. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, the guy who plays Howard Wall is really good at impressions. Who? Uh, Simon Helberg, ah, who plays uh, Howard Wallowitz uh, in The Big Bang Big Theory, Bang he does really good impressions. 
Okay. He does uh, Nicolas Cage yeah. really well yeah. and uh, and Al Pacino. Have Nicolas Cage ever? Have Nicolas Cage and Keanu Reeves ever acted in the same movie? That would have been incredible. Awesome. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah, they should yes. do that. They uh, should Nicolas totally Cage is, do that. He's uh, going strong, I think. It is well. I he's, he's I think a bit making a comeback. They should really do that before they retire. I really, yeah, I I want to see Nicolas Cage and Michael Keaton in one movie. I think that would be an interesting combination. Nicholas Cage and Michael Keaton. Yeah, I don't, don't think that. <laughs> that would be an interesting Michael combination. Michael Keaton is coming back as Batman. I heard, yeah, I heard something in, about uh, that. Yeah, they're making the movie of the Flash. Oh, cool. In oh, DC, okay. In the DC universe, um, and they're making a multiverse movie. Oh, uh, okay. So they're they're going to be two Batmans. That's what I read. So, but Michael Keaton's Batman is one of the two Batmans. <laughs> okay. And and Adam West, I hope. Uh, <laughs> Batman and Batman. Batman. <laughs> Which composer would you like to uh, have to, to compose the, the music for Avatar, Avatar 2? Oh, a question for me? Yes. Actually, yeah. I, I was going, thinking... going off script again. Off script. Oh, so we, we I, went I, off script and I went off script. I, I would choose between really either um, James Newton Howard or Michael Giacchino. Hmm, okay. So that's that's that would be my response. Yeah, I would go for Michael Giacchino. Because I think um, James Newton Howard can do the big sweeping orchestral stuff with this sort of ethnical mm -hmm. stuff as well. And Michael Giacchino, I think it's like he's, when it comes to the big sweeping symphonic orchestral be, stuff, he's like the, the freshest voice in, in the contemporary film music and business. And what about John Powell? Oh, yeah, that because, would be a great choice, yeah, too. Because he made uh, How to Train Your Dragon, which yeah. is yeah, it's an, an awesome score. Yeah, it's that's really, true. It's, it's really... That's he also true. made the music for uh, Solo, one of the Star Wars movies. That, yeah, and that was I actually quite good, too. The, that yeah. was quite good, yeah. I think that's one of the best Star Wars movies I've, I've actually... But Michael Giacchino did the music for yeah. Rogue One, which was also oh, a really good score. It's also very good, yeah. It's, yeah, completely... So... Yeah, but I think... Yeah. Maybe should, they should work together. Yeah. Yeah. All three of them. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And maybe add in. It doesn't happen a lot anymore. Or they should create a reality show where they show off, and then the, the audience <laughs> can pick their favorite, and the, uh, that the one gets like like those yeah. uh, concerts. Yeah. Uh, Hans Zimmer versus uh, John Williams. Oh, that's yeah. That, that's idea. that's stupid because. Why? But yeah, it's, there's it's no verses. I, I mean, I've, I've never seen one of those concerts, but <laughs> I've seen those like uh, ads on Facebook. I, I know they do that a lot in like techno music, like this versus, guy versus that guy. That? You see that a lot. Yeah, in... but those, those oh, composers yeah, don't DJs. know anything about it. They just perform okay. their music. It's just not mm. like okay. And featuring. Yeah, yeah. featuring. <laughs> featuring. Yeah. Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> featuring Domaine de Grot. Dance and techno music. They used to well, do you're, that. you're featuring one of my uh, in a piece I composed as a narrator. Oh, yeah. as a narrator, yeah. Not as a, Not as a in singer. any musical No, but you're, you're featured in it. It yeah. says featuring, I think. I think it was a poem that I had to read. Yeah, um, it's a poem from... I, don't know. I will arise. No, oh, that, was yeah. a, that was something else. Yeah. Mm. No, that's, that's David Jan did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did that. Um, I, I forgot 
the, the text completely. <laughs> to the sea, to the lonely sea and the sky. Right. I will, it? I will arise. No, it's, no, it's, it's again David That's Jones. a different, <laughs> a different poem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, you did sing in... Um, Will of the Woods. In, yeah, in Will of the Woods. Yeah, I, I didn't have like a singer. Uh, so I just did it myself. That was pretty good. <laughs> that yeah. was like... I like that. Uh, that and I, I was to interview her to Asocial. What is Asocial? Anti-social. I was to anti-social, <laughs> like to, to ask someone else. So I just did it myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I think, the story I, behind I think the word, the word is introverted, perhaps, yeah. uh, or shy. But anti-social is... <laughs> anti is more really... like really... It's Psycho. more like if you destroy stuff <laughs> just to annoy people. Yeah, You haven't destroyed uh, anything here. Unsociable. That's the word, I Not think. Yet. Unsociable. Unsociable, okay. So it was probably uh, too unsociable. To, uh, you know. Just did it myself. No. Um, yeah, we, we like to do uh, everything ourselves just to save time. That's uh, another big yeah. Yeah. yeah and it is a really big one because yeah. like if you have a, a, an audio story with multiple parts you know having to wait for mm, voice actors and to then hopefully it's the right tone yeah. if you don't have to make adjustments yeah, you because yeah. or, or you invite them over to record over here but or or maybe with the zoom thing and then you can like yeah but you know the sound quality has to be but zoom well has, has, has improved uh vastly the last year uh in sound quality actually you can <laughs> not promote zoom or something but uh you can now really all, all do an online podcast and it just <laughs> really and it, uh, it records separate tracks they vastly improved well, I think the, there the, might be so the actor you... could be recording at home while we are directing over yeah, zoom that, that's a possibility that's and, and the, the quality now from zoom is, is far superior now the, the issue that i just have is um, you can ask him to record it uh, locally and then he can yeah, send it over because otherwise you're you're uh, I think yeah, that, that dependent might be better, on, on the uh, internet and but, it, but even with all of that in mind okay. it's still hugely time consuming to involve other actors because Take, you know, in an audiobook, take any scene, you know, let's for, say, for example, I play uh, Ludlov and some other character and the narrator. So I'm just narrating and mm -hmm. I change my voice for Ludlov and then there's another character. I change my voice to do that character. That's it. Now, imagine some other guy Maybe does that other character. Michael Pass. <laughs> say say Michael yeah. Pass does the other guy. Yeah. So then I have to do the whole reading exactly the way I did the first time. I also have to play the other character then Michael Pass has to record his lines and I have to separate them and uh, make them sh make sure that they sound sort of in the same volume and compression yeah. and and, yeah, and paste course. them in yeah. line by line um, so, so actually you should have like use the same microphone use exactly the same gear use uh, the same levels it's it's true there is yeah. so it's technical it, hurdles it's really complicated to involve other people yeah um, but for the treasure of Boneyard Bay, there is at least one person that we are definitely going to ask okay. because he already played that character in a previous okay. Witch Hunter story. And he did it uh, very well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's, uh, I, can, I think we can say, it's uh, Aaron Bodanovic okay. who played Gustav Finsterdunkel. Um, he's coming back. He plays a big role, the character in uh, the treasure of Boneyard and Bay. And he says, I'm back. Well, it's a prequel, so okay. <laughs> I'm here for the first time. <laughs> you never heard me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, yeah. Spoiler alert. 
do it. So the people no. who have been, you know, kind enough to listen for two hours, and they deserve a little spoiler, I think. Can I have a guest role in it? I already asked that. Yes, you can. Sure. Um, okay. You can play the sea monster. There are a lot of <laughs> Flemish crew Brilliant. members. So. Okay. Flemish. Right, yeah, on the ship, yeah. yeah. Ah, yes, <laughs> <laughs> That is translated to, hey, dude, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that we could definitely do that. I want to say that line in uh, somewhere. Okay. Okay, You've then. You got a deal then. Okay. We can do it right now, and yeah, then we'll paste it, it okay. in. Well, I just did it. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you have it now. We're done here. Okay, we're done. Here. That's how you just record people. You ask them for a podcast, and you say, "Oh, it was actually." Can you say this line or this line? <laughs> <laughs> this one a bit different. Okay. Um, I think it's pretty incredible how much you... our um, the tone of our conversation has shifted from the beginning. <laughs> like we went, we sort of went over these questions that we had prepared very yeah. neatly to set the mood. Yeah. And then uh, it also helps to just get things started. Just get things going. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's true. Because if you like begin and really awkward, uh, okay, so uh, okay. You're like, so you, yeah. you got silent and yeah. you say, yeah, start talking. Yeah, start um, talking now. Uh, talk now. Talk about yourself. Yeah. Um, I, I'm. Start uh, now. Yeah. That's not what I asked. Be spontaneous. Listen to now. the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Answer the question. Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> so you do voices <laughs> but you just can't he's kind of shy talk like Keanu Reeves in how he whoa <laughs> no, but, but another line I really st still want to hear a line from Good Love uh, played by Keanu Reeves but what line okay. what maybe line the first line what is the first of what is the very what? first line so, uh, so now the darkness is complete yeah but this okay I, I, I can't really think of how, how Keanu Reeves speaks. How does Nicolas Cage say it? How, hmm. So now the darkness is complete. Actually, I heard Keanu Reeves more in that. Um, yeah, so like, that was, like a, I was trying to do Nicolas Cage. <laughs> but I really heard like... A, Maybe you're just obsessed with no, no. Keanu Reeves. I can do Sean Connery. <laughs> but everyone does Sean Connery. Yeah. So. Maybe you should do Sean Connery. Can, can you do Julia Roberts? Go to the rock. What? I can, yeah, I can do Julia Roberts. Julia? I'm Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Julia Roberts. How even? How? And, and you can do Matt Damon, right? Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. <laughs> yeah. How would John Matt Williams Damon. say that? No. Mm. John Williams has a, a very young uh, sounding voice, actually. Yeah, for a guy who's yeah, like a 90. Very, yeah. yeah, is he 90? Yeah. I don't know, something like yeah. that. He doesn't sound <laughs> ancient. <laughs> ancient. Like Somehow with uh, with uh, with an Eastern uh, European accent. <laughs> I'm John Williams. I'm <laughs> John Williams. John Williams. <laughs> okay, sorry, John Williams. Somehow you sound like that. <laughs> Thank you again from the first part. What was in that tea? Um, <laughs> roses, apparently. Yeah, roses. Yeah. Special roses. Special you roses. are my <laughs> rose. <laughs> okay, this is really desert, desert getting roses. off track. Yeah. Okay, next time. We went over the two-hour mark, so I think... Um, it's a good... Uh, I think the... Uh, the listeners will be pleased with us. If they didn't follow Our masters <laughs> will be pleased with us. 
Okay, the computer is making the sound also. It's from the sound that the says sound. it's time to the say goodbye. Of, yeah, it's time to say goodbye. Time You're my rose. <laughs> I really want to hear that close harmony version of Jewel of the Fates now. Wasn't there this guy on YouTube that did that? I think so. He did on his own. Yeah, and then like wasn't that the guy who worked with in multi track Lindsay Sterling? Yeah, Peter Hollands. Peter Hollands, yeah. And Lindsay Sterling was playing the violin at the same time. So he's making. They're making like a circle. Yeah, and she's like the violin. Is it? The... She's yeah. Great. She's always running around when yeah. she's playing the violin. Okay. Have you ever right. seen her? No. Uh, yeah. She, so she's this violinist on YouTube, and she's always dancing and prancing. Yeah, she's well, she's great at playing the violin, but she's even better at just uh, dancing, uh, dancing around yeah. and jumping. And she cannot okay. uh, she cannot stand still. Yeah. It's just... Okay. I look it up. Lindsay Sterling. It's like she's on. And Peter Holmes. In. They did Star Wars. They did too. Skyrim. Yeah, okay. that was awesome. They did Dragon Age. Um, you should make uh, like uh, notes, podcast notes with all the references. Yeah, we will. We will. Okay. Oh, it's gonna be a long, long list. <laughs> it's a long. It's good. The yeah. list is gonna be as long as the references in the movie Ready Player One, <laughs> <laughs> which was a good movie. Yeah, lots of references in there. Yeah, lots. That's cool music from Adam Silvestri. I'd like to see it again. Yeah. Let's watch it. Let's watch it now. Okay, and we okay. record it, and we <laughs> <laughs> commentary track. <laughs> okay. Good night, folks. Uh, we had yeah. fun. We hope you did too. Um, and um, and we want to thank our patrons. Yes, of course. Thank you, dear patrons, um, for supporting us. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, that was that we was want our to pleasure. Thank Peter, for being here. Thank you. Absolutely. And thank you for the music. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> mm -hmm. mm, and now we have like five minutes of Domin Hamming. Thank yeah. you for the music. <laughs> mm -hmm. Another fade out. Yeah. Oh, no, you're seeing something else now. Oh, no. Thank you. Thank you for the music. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Goodbye. <laughs>